Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in. Happy Friday. It's uh, the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Joining me, as always, looks like he has a, a day off. Is spring break starting for you, Israel Troop? No, man. Um, you know, we um, had some stuff to do around the house. And, um, you know, like we have a great administration. So um, got a new deck built on the back. And my wife just happened to schedule her business meeting today. So I had to be home for the people to do it. So that's why I'm here. And ah, I got a nice long list okay. of stuff I have to do too while I'm here. There you go. The the long, it, it's it's more of, of a scroll than a list, right? You open it, it's Absolutely. like those cartoon scrolls and it pops down. Yeah, and the day seems to go a lot faster when you're off work and then when you're at, actually at work too. So yeah, it crawls um, by, right? Like it's only 1230 <laughs> here and I feel like I've been here for 10 hours. Yeah, but, I um, looked up one third. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Quickly. And it's only half day. Like we lost our kids left at 1030. Oh yeah. Must be nice. Must be yeah, nice. So it was day, it's day before spring break for me. So district uh, had a, a little half day uh, for the kids full day for us. Um, but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to join. Uh, it is uh, again, we were presented by betonline.ag. They continue to be the number one source for all of your sports betting needs. March madness right around the corner in a few days. Uh, so get in your bracket pools there. Uh, also XFL, uh, NBA, NHL, major league baseball. If you, uh, when the regular season starts, uh, and they even have esports. So you always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news and game trends at bet online. Bet online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. And also, um, we are presented by Row One, the Row One brand. Um, vintage art watches, they're very, very nice. Uh, RowOneBrand.com, uh, go look at the selection. I'm, I've got one that's on the way as soon as I pick it. Um, and we'll have some graphics there on the way as well. Uh, but our promo code is DOGS20 if you want to buy a watch. And even if you have a friend that is not a fan of Georgia, they're a fan of a different team, they also have other watches from other teams. But it's all uh, expired copyright vintage art. So make sure you pick up one today. Uh, I may pick up the one with the Bulldog leaning on the number one and holding up the number one. I may pick that one. That one looks really I good. Like that one myself. There's one from 1929, which, I mean... It looks okay. It looks like he's kind of wearing a beret, but it's kind of cool because it's from 1929. So, uh, but nice leather band, big big watch face uh, for for your nicer occasions if if you're into the uh, if you're into that kind of thing. So, uh, rowonebrand.com dogs twenty is your promo code. Use it, you will not regret it. Mm-hmm. So we got it. We got an interesting show. 
We were supposed to have Ryan Roberts from uh, Rise and Draft on on the Believe Network. He's our he, him and Joe DeLeon are our draft experts, uh, but we've punted that till uh, next week due to some scheduling conflicts. But uh, so I, I want to kind of take a minute to just kind of discuss what we saw at the NFL Combine. Um, spring practice starts in less than five days, um, so that's exciting. So the Carson Beck era could start and flourish. Or could start and end right in the spring. We don't know. Um, so the quarterback battle is going to heat up. There's going to be some other positional battles as well um, that are also um, probably not quite as high profile as a quarterback spot. But we'll talk about that a little bit. Basketball is officially over. Um, so transfer portal stuff, we'll, we'll get into that uh, later on down the road. We'll, uh, but not not this episode. But baseball is getting ready to kick off a series against um, who's coming in? Kennesaw State, I think. Uh, we're going for the state champ. We're going for the Georgia State Championship here. Oh yeah. So I mean, combine. Really good, good teams coming in for baseball, man. I saw the um, the Georgia State. I mean Georgia Southern uh, sweep the other night, man. Uh, yeah, that was bats good. Are alive. Um, yeah. And I want to apologize to the team because I kind of jinxed this. Um, I saw on Twitter where we had like two injuries, um, but you know that's a lot better than, <laughs> than we were this time last year. Um, so to yeah. all the baseball fans. I, I sincerely apologize. I got excited, got ahead of myself. Um, so <laughs> you didn't knock on any wood. That's that was the problem. I'm just gonna stop saying stuff because I was excited about, about Monk and staying. And then he left, so I'm just gonna stop. You know, just being excited about just little nuances like that. So don't worry, guys. We're safe. We're safe. Yeah. So, uh, but we're off to a good start. Bats seem to be alive at this moment. I'm knocking on some wood now. Uh, but combine. So. Initial thoughts on that, you know, let's start with Stetson Bennett because he's probably the most high-profile story that we have um, quarterback at the quarterback position. It was a huge, huge week for all the quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, Stetson Bennett stacked, looked like he belonged a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously the stature is not the not the greatest thing in the world, and that's going to probably hold him back a lot, unfortunately. Uh, but he looked comfortable, smooth throwing the ball. He looked smooth running the forty. Um, I'm sure he did well in the interviews. He's kind of in that weird range of like, does he go day three? Does he go undrafted? Like, like what? Like, where do we see Stetson? Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it at this point with his career the way it's gone. I wouldn't be surprised to see him drafted anywhere to any spot. Yeah, I, th- I think he has a, a very legitimate chance of getting drafted. Um, like you say, he looked like he belonged at the combine. Um, he, he's definitely changed his throwing motion. He's getting a little bit more zip on the ball. Um, his deep balls look, look really, really good. Um, compared to some of the others. And then um, I don't know who he's training with, but, um, I mean, his stature is just, I mean, his physique's different. Um, I think mm-hmm. he ran the uh, 40 and the 4.6. I mean, the speed's there, um, obviously. So um, it's going to be interesting to see him, see where he goes. You know, with Monk and going to the Ravens and with that situation going the way it is in Baltimore, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's putting a bug in their ear um, saying, hey, let's get this guy. Um, so especially because he, he pretty much knows um, the offense. You know, of course, Monk and kind of, kind of change it, you know, with, with the NFL style now, but you know, the, the ins and outs of the offense are pretty much stay the same. So, um, yeah. I don't know what's happening with Lamar right now. Um, so Stetson definitely be a worthy backup to have, um, you know, and just seeing him throw the ball, you know, it just look, he looked, he looked like he, he belonged there, you know, like you said. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how everything goes, you know, he reminds me of a chase Daniel, you know, coming out of Missouri, um, had a really good career, you know, as far as when he was in the game and, you know, just made a made a career being a backup, you know, especially when his time in Kansas City was really good. I think he went to the Saints for a little while, if 
I'm not mistaken, but he's been just um, about everywhere. I mean, he he's, he had a stint with the Bears. He's a millionaire, so I mean that backup life ain't bad. Forty million over his career, or something like that. Like he's earned some really good, really good dime doing that. And and I, I think I think Stetson could play, could elevate himself in that role. Um, you know, if he really like kind of locks down to it, I was the thing I was worried with Stetson was that I was worried he wasn't all the way invested because of the way he was acting. Didn't want to go to the senior bowl, took a while to hire an agent, you know, didn't, didn't exactly seem like he was hopping to training too well, uh, after getting arrested for public intoxication, which I mean, it's a whatever charge, but still yeah. getting arrested in a time where you're fighting for a draft spot is probably not the best, best scenario, but it just didn't seem like he, like he was really like, ah, I could take her, leave this NFL thing. If they want me, they want me, whatever. And then, and then it seemed like at the combine is like, he turned a corner somewhere like he had been training, looked different, had a different demeanor. Uh, it, it was all business. So does that equate to draft status? I don't know. It just depends on how much stock these guys put into stature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Bryce Young is a special dude. He's small as well. Uh, yeah. Anthony Richardson probably made the most money um, at the combine with uh, elevating his stock because Mm-hmm. The dude is a tank, runs a four four, has a forty inch vertical, and and a rifle attached to his right arm. I mean, the dude, and and the, you can coach the mental stuff. So I thought Anthony Anthony Richardson was somebody that I was going to be like, I wouldn't I wouldn't draft him. Um, I wouldn't spend a high pick on him. You know, he's going to be it, it's going to be whatever. But I, I think a team will jump up there, get him honestly be able to store him for a year, get him NFL ready mentally because he's got all the physical tools. But, you know, Stetson, I think, mentally is ready. So I I think worst-case scenario, he comes in, he makes the roster as a third-string guy and just provides support. And, uh, you know, when they need him, he can take the hat off and go, go, no, not lose you a game, even go has enough moxie to go win you a game here and there. I don't think he's a long-term starter in the NFL, but I do think he can make a roster. And I do think he can stick around for a little while just because of his pedigree, uh, his you know his mental capabilities and things like that, if he wants to, if that's the path that he wants to take. So we'll see. But I thought he had a really oh, yeah. good combine. Absolutely. You know, like you said, I mean, we weren't really sure. Um, I thought he was just going to ride off in the sunset and you know be considered one of the best quarterbacks in the history and sell insurance or real estate or something. So, I mean, to see him, you know, bounce back from, from, you know, his uh, legal troubles um, to go and show out at the combine the way he did, you know, it's the competitor in him, obviously, you know, to, I think, you know, and you got to think, man, everybody kind of was against him, you know, for a little while there, he comes back, you know, wins two national championships and still has to deal with the noise and stuff like that. So, you know, obviously, you know, you don't want it to get to a legal situation, but, you know, you just want to break from everything. You're just like, ah, you know, I'm just going, you know, back away for a little bit and have a fun, you know, kind of be myself a little bit, but, you know, for him to bounce back the way he did, um, I think he actually sees that he may have a shot, you know, try, like you said, make practice squad, you know, whether he goes undrafted or not, um, and just kind of see how it goes from there. Yeah, no doubt. So we'll see. The, the draft is right around the corner. It'll be here before you know it, uh, blink of an eye. So um, also let's, uh, you know, some of the guys that don't get talked about a whole lot. I mean, Darnell had a tremendous one. Uh, he's been getting talked about a lot lately. That one-handed grab he had uh, that was that made its rounds on Twitter. I, I think Darnell's going to fit into a nice situation, but I want to talk about because I think his name, I think because of his name is Christopher Smith, and he's just kind of like the quiet guy that's always in the right spot. He doesn't get a whole lot of attention. Yeah, 
he had a phenomenal day, both at the podium, on the field with this, with the with the testing stuff. But nobody talks about him. The, I guess DBs aren't very DBs are usually more get more attention than this. But like he's somebody at the safety position that you you draft him, he's going to go pretty high, and everybody's going to be like, wait. Christopher, who's Christopher Smith? What, like, why have we never heard of this guy? I, I don't understand it. Well, this year's class is, you know, it's usually, you know, each class is um, different. So you got a you got a class with a bunch of quarterbacks or a class with a lot of receivers, um, linemen, you know, linebackers, D line, you know, things like that. But you know, this year the the DB position has been kind of quiet. Um, you know, he had a good day. Um, Ward from LSU, who I coached at Colquitt, um, had a really good day as well. Um, really excited for that kid because I remember seeing that kid. He was a beanpole man um, in the eighth grade, you know, to see him, you know, go to LSU and have the career he did um, and to see him at the combine, you know, those are the, those are the things as a coach, you know, you just get excited for no matter what team, you know, that young man plays for. But, you know, Christopher Smith is one of those guys he balled out at the Senior Bowl. Um, people talk about him a lot, you know, went to the combine and, you know, raised his stock as well. So he's a smart football player. Um He's going to fit into a system, you know, fairly quickly. Uh, with Lewis seen, you know, coming back off of his injury, um, if the Vikings can get him, he would be a, a really good get for them um, until Singh gets back, just just throwing it out there. Um, you know, with the Texans and that new administration, um, he could probably fit in fit in with that group. Um, so there, there's a couple of, you know, defensive-minded guys who I think will look at him and be like, you know what, that's the kind of guy, you know, I want on the back end of my defense or – a veteran team could probably pick him up with, with veteran safeties, you know, kind of guy that's on his way out, you know, kind of take him under his wing and do things like that. So, I mean, because he's, he's a football player, you know, he's in a, he's in the right spot at the right time. Um, he makes plays. Um, he's not scared to hit. You know, that's one thing in the NFL right now, even though it's getting a little bit pass happy. Um, you know, they still run the ball. They're still very physical, you know, things like that. So um, the Bills right now with that situation that happen, you know, could be looking for a safety as well. So, you know, there's a plenty, there's a lot of different, you know, teams that can look at him. But if I'm, if I'm a GM or if I'm, if, or if I'm a head coach, you know, seeing his, his stats from the, from the senior bowl, the way he competed, I mean, and then you go to his interview and listen to him speak and he's very articulate. Uh, he knows, you know, defense is in and out and then just mm-hmm. see him perform, you know, at the combine, you know, um, you know, definitely open some eyes, I'm sure for some GMs and head coaches. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, nothing flashy, uh, and I think that's probably part of the problem. He could be, you know, he could be a first rounder if he was a little bit more flashy, had some had some pizzazz to him. But I mean, the guy just, the guy just gets the job done. I mean, I, I think he can walk into a locker room. I, I think he has enough about him to to walk into an NFL locker room and immediately become a leader, even as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was listening to, um, you know, Xavier McKinley. Um, out of Alabama, I listened to him on the on the Pivot podcast, and you know, just hearing him talk and seeing and hearing him, you know, he wished that he had gone first round, which he did. He went second round, um, but you know, going back and watching his tape and just seeing his confidence, you know, hey, this is what I need to do um, to get better. And I mean, he's a captain of for the New York Giants right now, so um, you know, it's just about you know, what, what do you want to do? You know, how do you want to make your career? Um, how do you want your career to be? And it's, and it's really up to you. And I think he has the potential, you know, to have a really good career and um, and do some really good things in the NFL. You know, he just needs a chance. You know, he's a guy that I'm going to give this kid a chance. Nobody cares where you're drafted once you get there. Once you're in training camp, you're just another dude. And you're either going to perform or you're not. The only person that gets benefit of the doubt are the first rounders. You're a first rounder, you're yeah. going to get the benefit of the doubt for your contract because 
you got a lot more invested in you um, then. Mm-hmm. But other, other than that, it doesn't matter if you draft a second round or sixth round or seventh round or even uh, undrafted free agent. If you make the team, you make the team. Like Tate Crowder, seventh rounder. He's a defense. He's a he's a uh, centerpiece of that line or not Lions. Uh, the Giants linebacking core. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch Hard Knocks the season ago, Blake Martinez. He was a fifth rounder for the Lions. He's a starter mm-hmm. now. He he started as a rookie. He just made plays. He just got it done. Like it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't matter where you. If if you can if you can ball, you can ball, and you're gonna yes, make. Yes, and the, the biggest one of all, Tom Brady, undrafted. <laughs> no, he was. I he mean, was number pick one ninety nine. Well, one ninety nine, but still, nobody yeah. expected him to have the career that he's had. He almost you got know, cut. You, you either want it or you don't. Yeah, he almost and, got cut by know, the Patriots. He clearly showed, you know, had he wanted, you know, it's, it's all about being competitive. You know, sometimes it gets the best of you, but. You know, if you're competitive and you can you can make it work in this league, hey, you know, kudos to you, big dog. Yeah, and K Mac, Kenny McIntosh. Uh, let's talk about him, uh, and then we'll we'll move on to spring spring football. Uh, ran a four six two, I think. Right? Uh, does that hurt him? He, I mean, he has shown off great hands. Obviously, has great awareness. He's a physical back. Does running a four six two is that going to hurt his draft stock? Man, I don't, I don't think so. You know, the the position of running backs changed so much now um, to where, you know, they're looking for guys who can come out the backfield and catch the ball. Um, unless you're like a Derrick Henry type body that can go in there and run in between the tackles, you know, the, the dynamic of the running back in the NFL has changed so much, um, especially with zone and things like that. Looking for guys who can move um, with his stature. Um, I think he can still run in between the tackles and, you know, he can swing him in and out the backfield. So, um, I will look for hopefully my Cowboys to pick him up because, you know, with Zeke, um, don't know what how that contract situation is going, you know, with Pollard, you know, getting hurt toward the end of the season. Um, Pollard franchise, yeah, right? Yes, he got franchised today. Exclusive? Um, but, uh, I want to say yes, but I'm not sure. But I think that they're, they're going to keep him no matter what. But with Zeke, you know, his, his contract is what it is, you know, yeah. so they'll probably be looking for him for salary cap reasons. So, uh, Kenny McIntosh, I feel like, would definitely fit, you know, into the mold of Dallas. But he he just brings so much, especially coming out the backfield. He's a really good blocker um, in pass protection. So um, just being that He'll physical back you know, would He'll definitely – He'll get the game you know, for that for, for the reason really Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, some people just place a lot of importance. Like, oh, he ran 4-6. He's not very explosive. He, he He's explosive. <laughs> I'd like to see how quickly he got to his top speed. I mean, I, I'd be interested to see that stat um, because it seems like he's one of those guys that once once he gets going, you know, he can he can he's yeah. pretty sudden, but he's just not running, top end speed. And running in an actual game are two different things. I mean, when you're running and you know you're about to get hit, I mean that that speed kind of picks up a little bit. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, just the forty is the forty. You know, it's one of the things that you're measured on. Um, and who, who's to say that he doesn't go to pro day? You know, he runs you know four fours, four fives. You know, so um, his his I think his ceiling is is super super high. Um, is he going to be a second rounder? Really no. Yeah, I don't think he's a second rounder, but I, I think he's somebody that just just needs to get picked somewhere in the fourth fifth round. Just get just get on a roster. Yep, and he he can ball his way in. So, um, hey, curious. We do uh, Algier and Cordell Patterson. Uh, need a third guy because Patterson's probably not, you know. Yes. Patterson has been Patterson very, very huh? He's a receiver that they have playing running back. Yeah. I mean, he's not really a running back by trade, but he's 
thrived at it because he's a really good athlete and he's really he's just really good at what he does. But he's had some wear and tear. So I, I'd, I'd like to see him get in a situation where they have uh, Algier and maybe a K- Kenny McIntosh uh, long term. I think that'd be a pretty good duo there in Atlanta. So, but uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Georgia spring practice. Before we do that, at Believe in Dogs, um, at Coach Burton thirty six, at Troop Star twenty eight. Um, we thank you for uh, for for being a, a part of the show. Uh, but tell a friend, like, subscribe, do all of that good stuff. Our numbers have gone up, and it's because of you and you, Israel. Um, but uh, we uh, we we certainly appreciate the support, and, and we hope to get continued support and and more. Spring practice starts very very soon. You know, obviously the the most talked about battle is going to be Carson Beck versus Brock Vandegrift versus Gunnar Stockton. That's going to be the most. I'm interested to see how they handle that, the rotations, things like that, right? Like, mm-hmm. do you think it's going to be like Carson Beck, your QB one today, Gunner, your QB one today, Brock, your your QB one today, and they just kind of go through it and let everybody work with each unit, just just kind of see where they're at. Like, how do you how do you I manage? Think he, that? I think you know, kind of like what we did this season with our quarterbacks. We had three guys. Um, that we're fighting for, you know, all summer long, even, you know, through the first scrimmage. Um, so they all got equal reps. There was no QB one, you know, whether you were the first guy to go out there or the last one to go, you know, everybody had an equal chance, you know, and even through practice through that, throughout the whole season, each one got the same amount of reps um, with the first team. So um, especially during spring right now, I think you just see which one, you know, has the better days, you know, and you just, you rechart it um, the whole entire time, which I'm sure they'll do. Um, at Georgia right now. So I think right now the first one to go out is obviously Carson Beck, um, but each one will have their opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. I think you kind of scripted to where you kind of know what you want to see from whatever quarterback is, is in the uh, in the rotation at the time. Um, and then you just kind of mix it up. You know, if whatever script is number one through, let's say you got 18 plays, right? So the next day you kind of switch it. So that last set will go to the top, and then you kind of see what Bet's got, and so on and so forth. And then you just keep rotating um, the plays through, so each one gets kind of you know what you want to look for. Um, yeah. But right now, I think uh, I think, them I think them? Next, and so do you, you know, think them into bad situations? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you you because I, I know in college, you know, in, in high school, you know, we really don't do it as far as you know give the uh, give the defense a script, especially in, in scrimmage situations, but. In college, you do. So you script them against this is the worst look that you're going to get. Let's see how you handle it, you know, because mm-hmm. on Saturday, it could be the exact same thing. So um, I think Bex, you know, he, he's the front runner right now, obviously. Um, you've seen it all on Twitter and things like that. So, so um, I really think it's, it is his job to lose, you know, coming in as, as the senior, you know, as they would say. Um, but, you know, he's got two hungry guys right behind him. So there, there's no there's no time to look back. You know, at this point, you know, um, kind of like Stetson's situation, you know, you don't look back, you know, next thing you know, you're getting passed by another guy. So um, it's just it's going to be interesting how to handle it. You know, I think that's how you do it. You know, our guys, you know, they got along, you know, they competed every day. Um, our starter, you know, came in, we want a state championship with him, but he knew every day there was two behind him, you know, that we were going to put in if he couldn't get the job done. So I think you just let him know if you don't get the job done, one of these guys is going in, you know, and that keeps him hungry, keeps him humble. You know, and and you know, keeps that train rolling. Yeah, no doubt. So, like, what do you? So, when when you're evaluating, so you got you got your script, you got your 18 plays, uh, and, and and you got your six for Carson, six for Gunner, six for Brock, in mm-hmm. whatever order. 
uh, and and you you kind of shift the script around just to kind of see what are you what are you looking at what what is the main thing what is the main thing you think Coach Bobo is looking at you you've played for him you kind of know mm-hmm. a little bit more inside of his brain uh, than than most of us listening what what do you think Coach Bobo is looking for what's the first thing that that he sees is going to say okay this is the difference between Brock Gunner and Carson. Um, this, the first thing I'm looking for, does he understand the offense? Does he know what to do, how to do it? Um, can he check us in and out of bad situations? Um, second thing I'm looking at, you know, um, progression wise, you know, can, can he throw the ball? Can he complete the pass? Number one, can you just, can you just throw a smoke screen out there and complete the pass? You know, that that's one of the fundamental things of playing quarterback. Can you just throw the ball to the receiver? Um, and the last thing you look for is chemistry, you know, which one's, which one does the, do the uh, receivers tend to like? Because they'll they'll let you know, you know, um, you know everything's being graded, you know, from one on ones, um, from routes on there to one on ones, you know, to Skelly to team, everything's kind of being graded, you know, in between that time. So um, I'm pretty sure Bobo's kind of had kind of has a an idea of how he's going to do everything. But if it's me, you know, which I kind of moniker, you know, how we do things, you know, kind of how I learned it from Georgia. Uh, what Coach Bobo is, you know, those are things you look for. You know, can can he get it? Can he can he can he get the play? Does he know the play? Can he get us out of bad situations? Um, you know, can he complete the pass? Um, you know, things like that. What's his reads and things like that? So, um, it's going to be an interesting deal right now because I mean we've had starting quarterback for the last two years. You know, we have two national championships. And, you know, that pressure is going to be huge on whoever you know, earns that, that starting job. So, um, and that's one thing too, you know, that I didn't mention, you know, after coming off two national championships, who's going to be the guy to handle the pressure? Because, you know, the pressure now is, can you win another one? Yeah. You know, can you get back to, to the championship game? Not not necessarily win, you know, but can you get back to it to give yourself a chance to win? So Get to the playoff. Um, that's the first step. It is, it is definitely going to be interesting to see how this thing falls out. But I did see, you know, that Ra Ra Thomas's situation kind of got handled. Um, you know, hopefully he, he flies straight and, and does what he's supposed to do. And, you know, we got a weapon back in him. You know, you really don't know what's going to happen um, when the season starts, but we'll have him for spring. Now looks like so, you know, you definitely have some weapons. You know, you got big number 19 and 84 um, still here um, to do some things. You got uh, Arian Smith, who's still here um, to do some things for you, too. So the the skill position, I mean, me yeah, and, you know, so, um, you know, there, there's not a lack of, of talent on the outside to where we're like, yeah. Oh crap. What are we going to do? You know, we got new skill guys. We got a new quarterback, things like that, but yeah. that's not yeah, it. On the outside, so. 19s there. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a really, really good safety net. Yeah. You got Delk still here too. I mean, you got, got yeah. a plethora of guys who you can get the ball to. So it is going to be Brant Branson in the backfield. Um, I think uh, Edward still has another year left. Him and mm-hmm. uh, Kendall. So yeah. I mean, it's on, it's on you, big dog. It it is definitely on you. Yeah. So I I'm excited flipping over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, I, I guess I'm most curious about what's going to be the next step for our edge guys, Nolan Smith. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about Michael Williams uh, that, you know, we got a couple minutes left here, but I'm really excited about Michael Williams. I think he's going to take a huge, huge leap this season. Uh, he has, I mentioned uh, the Rafino and Joe show. I had a little uh, 
blurb about him. You know, they were talking about him, and I said he. I responded with, uh, "He's got some Nolan Smith tendencies to him, which is a very, very good thing. He's very, he's so explosive off the edge. I mean, that one sack he uh, that he had against C.J. Stroud." probably in the best situation he could have had one because they were starting to drive and they were starting to get a little momentum. He gets free, knocks him back out of field goal range, and they have to punt. This was, I think, early second half. And so, mm-hmm. like, he's kind of he's kind of like that fire starter. For our, he, I think he's going to be that fire starter for our defense while our defensive line gets back in order, while our, while our inside linebackers are busy stopping the run and, and, and pursuing Smell, Smell Munden uh, being another guy that I'm super excited about, the closing speed that guy has. Oh, my God. Um, I, I think those those li- the linebacking core on that defense is really going to kind of help not only in front of them, they're going to help behind them too uh, because Michael is going to get pressure for some quarterbacks into bad throws. Um Munden is going to be a force in the run game. Uh, Jamon Dumas Johnson, I don't know what the heck's going on with him. That I'm not excited about that because he's had so much legal trouble. I, I don't Shit. know. I, I don't. He's he's got to stop watching Fast and the Furious or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the scenario is. But Munden and Michael Williams, I, I think, are be two names you hear over and over and over again. I look forward to them having a really good spring on the defensive side. Oh, yeah. You know, you bring up Dumas Johnson, I think, you know, once we get into April, once we get into spring ball, you know, and the coaches finally have their hands on them. You know, we, we've been in – we've been at Georgia during, you know, the um, off season, So, we all – we kind of yeah, know what happens know. there. We all know. You know, um, you know once you kind of get back to things, you know, a lot, lot, of, lot of that will kind of take care of itself. Um, so, I'm looking for him to bounce back, you know, stay out of trouble and have a great season. You know, Smith Munden is an absolute doll. You know, um, oh. you know, Michael Williams, absolute dog. Um, you know, Stackhouse and, and Bear Alexander, got a man, you know, the inside. I'm excited um, about Stackhouse. Know, I'm, in, I'm looking forward to Chambliss, you know, who kind of stepped up in Nolan Smith's um, absence, you know, taking care of that outside linebacker defensive end type role. Um, looking for him to, you know, have a more expanded role this season. Um, and, you know, just to, Depends on how it shakes on the, in the secondary. You know, you got Bullard back. You know, Kamari Laster's man on the other side. So now you need to, mm-hmm. somebody to step up and play that other corner spot. Um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I'm pretty sure they've been gelling because all of us played. Um, all of them done a phenomenal job on that side of the ball. Um, when you got um, a, a phenomenal defensive staff that you have over there, um, especially with, with Kirby kind of leading the charge, um, that's one side of the ball that I'm not worried about. You know, yeah. you do have – we've lost so much, you know, to the draft. And, again, this year um, to the draft or to the transfer portal, um, we don't seem to skip a beat, especially on that side of the ball. So um, – and it helps when your coordinators are there. They're, they're still here um, and they're back. So um, I think they're just going to fit the pieces to the puzzle and um, let those guys, you know, go out and play ball. That's one thing we have done. Um, you know, schematically, we just let them go out and play ball, you know, whether, whether we blitz – uh, where we kind of sit back, you know, it's just more so let's play plays and, and let these guys go play ball, um, play with the hair on fire. Yeah, no doubt, man. And I think the, the biggest piece is going to be that communication uh, between them. I, I think last year at times, because they were a fairly new unit, not like fairly new players because they they all played significant reps the year before. But when you get people in for the first time as a unit, you're going to have some of those growing pains. And a lot of it is just due to communication. Like a lot of deep routes we got beat on were coverage breakdowns because I thought I had help. 
I didn't. Yep. The safety thought we were in a different coverage, or they maybe had a you know they maybe saw a read wrong, or you know yep. just something along those lines where a guy gets out of one guy gets out of position, and we play such an aggressive style of defense that one guy gets out of position, it creates a giant opening, and it looks like. Yep. I mean, it looks like cue the Benny Hill music because we don't know how to play defense when really it's just one or two guys that just aren't in sync for that one play, and then we get beat. Um, but then they they go out and they fix it and they they figure it out, and 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 all is well, obviously because we didn't lose a single game last year. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing improved communication. I think this defense can be scary good uh, when they figure out the defensive line rotation and where everybody fits and what situations and uh, schematically. How can we uh, use our use our defensive linemen to the best of our ability? Stackhouse is going to be a dog. Bear Alexander is going to be a dog. Uh, those two guys are you just got to figure out who plays the nose, who plays the strong four. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. when we go when we go to four man front, who bumps down? Who's the who's the one? Who's the three? You know, do you go double yeah. ones? Do you go double threes? Like there's some things that you need to figure out with those guys, and that comes in all due time. That's not like a not like a major concern. I'm not like, Oh, I don't know what we're going to do. We got the, you know, it's just like, it's a great problem to have. You got these, you got all, you got like five, five guys that can start on any team in the conference and you're trying to figure out how to best use them. Sign me up for that problem. Right. Absolutely. Cause I mean, one thing about defense, defense is, is totally different from offense, you know, on defense, a lot of guys play. So now it's just to the point to where, all right, you played a lot last year. Now you got a more, a more expanded role. You know, yeah, that's the great thing about training, defense. Really. Everybody's going to play pretty much. You know, everybody's going to be a rotational guy here and there. Um, but now your, your role is, is now expanded to now your starter. Yeah. You know, so um, we do a great job of, of developing guys. Obviously, you know, our track record is proven, even though people thought that, you know, Coach Smart doesn't develop plays, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but, you know, one thing about it, defense side of the ball, I ain't worried about that. You know, we're going to go out there and knock the hell out of people. That's what we're going to do. Um you know, it's just like you said, just communication, especially for the back end guys. And that's, and that's really it. You know, our safeties come up and hit. Um, I mean, Bullard, I mean, was a, was a blitzing machine. Um, you know, Michael the Tennessee game. Great as a freshman. He single-handedly, he single-handedly won the Tennessee game by himself. Stark had, had a phenomenal season as well coming in as a freshman. Yeah. So um, just anybody who wants to know, if you're a freshman and you play defense, and if you're, if you're a dog, you're going to play as a freshman. So, so um, if yeah, you don't play, that's your fault. Yeah. So, well, we're going to leave it there because we're going to have plenty to talk about with these practice reports here in the very near future. We've got uh, Ryan Roberts or and or possibly Joe DeLeon on the horizon. Uh, we just got to get the schedules worked out here. Uh, we'll talk more combine um, and, and kind of where they project these guys to fall in the draft. And then I'd love to have them back on after the draft to see kind of where we were right, where we were uh, slightly wrong slightly off or if we were way off on somebody um i'd like to kind of <laughs> contrast that because i know we're going to be way off on one on at least two of them so yeah samsonite i was way off so um it's gonna be like that scene from dumb and dumber but uh but we're gonna get out of here uh we're gonna go enjoy the weekend and uh, but until then we hope you have uh we hope you have a solid weekend uh if you're like me and going on spring break Uh, I'm going to get some much needed rest from the place that's in my background here. And uh, we are going to come at you, come back at you here next week. uh, Hopefully with some, some more great content, but until then we are the believe in Georgia dogs podcast presented by BetOnline.ag and the row one brand. Uh, We will see you back here next week, but until then go dogs.
Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.